Hi, my name is Baruch Speiser. Many of you might know me as Ben, and I'm the CTO of Cambium. And today, we're going to discuss how Cambium is using MongoDB. Stay tuned. This is the MongoDB Podcast. This is the MongoDB Podcast. Welcome to the show. My name is Shane McAllister. And as ever, we're grateful to have you tune in to another episode of the MongoDB Podcast. In this episode, Mike talks to Ben, the CTO for Cambium a software development house based in Israel, working with clients both large and small in many different areas, but particularly the retail e-commerce space. Cambium is a MongoDB customer, and Ben and Mike discuss why Cambium chose MongoDB in the first place and about their use of Atlas, Search, and our other developer data platform products across multiple projects and clients. Ben illustrates the path of taking customers from on-premise servers and into the brave new world of the cloud and being their technology partner and how they meet their clients' needs. Let's listen to their conversation. Well, welcome to the show, Ben. It's great to have you on the podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to uh, be able to come in and talk with you guys and just share about a lot of what we're doing. Fantastic. So uh, you are the chief technical officer for Cambium. Let's begin by talking a little bit about what Cambium is and, and what you do for them. Sure. Cambium is a software development house that was uh, opened by uh, David and Shira Zeltzer in Yerucham in Israel. Uh, we're in the Negev Desert and we provide software development services and uh, consulting services to many of many customers in the Israeli market, ranging from retail to government to private business in many different spaces. And uh, we were you know, associated with uh, a larger company or a child company of Matrix, which is one of the larger technology uh, providers here in Israel. And uh, we do basically projects big and small across a broad range of technologies. And I noticed that you do a lot of things in the e-commerce space. Is that the specialization of Cambium? It has become one of the specializations of Cambium. We do it in many different spaces. Uh, one of our largest clients is Fox, the large retail conglomerate here in Israel. Um, and we currently supply the website for five of Fox's stores. So the largest one is probably Foot Locker. That's probably the one that people outside mm -hmm. of Israel would at least a brand that be familiar with. But mm -hmm. also uh, Shilav, which is a like a baby goods store. Leilin, which is kind of like uh, you know, soaps and fragrances and other kinds of things like that, as well as Dream Sport, which is an athletics uh, gear company, and Dreamtime, which is kind of like their partnership program that they do with various companies for employee benefits and things like that. And MongoDB, how do we work together? Well, that's a pretty uh, broad <laughs> question. You know, we've been using Atlas DB and MongoDB for a really long time now. We have it on multiple projects, not just in our retail space. Our whole retail e-commerce platform, which is basically a, a complete modern uh, retail platform that we wrote and, and, and engineered, completely built on modern technology, serverless-based, sitting on top of an Atlas DB cluster. And we have that uh, that we've been using now for all of our implementations for, for the Fox retail space. Uh, we've also been using it in many other projects. We have projects that have huge loads that's, that, that run on Atlas DB, uh, as well as projects that we're now doing in the education space where we're being able to serve uh, custom content to children with special needs. Uh, and so we really have a broad use of where we're using Atlas and many different projects. And we're always looking for the next project to apply it to. And so why MongoDB? 
Well, there's a lot of reasons, and I could probably go on forever and ever, but we'll, we'll start with the basics. So the, the first thing that's, that's really there is the, the managed platform as a whole really makes it very easy to do all the undifferentiated heavy lifting that is associated with modern development, right? So you have to, we don't have to worry about backups and encryption at rest and encryption in flight, you know, all the various different SLAs and, you know, all those things that make modern software development a pain that don't really differentiate you from your customer, from, you know, from your competitors. And, and so just being able to rely on Atlas to provide all of that as a baseline, which is kind of expected for managed database services these days. But the thing about Atlas is that it, it makes it particularly easy. And when you look at the ability to kind of be super flexible in terms of your deployments, to easily upscale and downscale, sharding, increase, you know, cluster sizes, things like that, you know, it, the ability to also to real-time monitor the cluster as a whole and to get a really good insight as to what's going on, just from a from a sheer operations perspective, having Atlas as a platform really enables us to kind of focus on the software development side of things and worry less about the infrastructure, hardware, operations side of things that it takes to manage large-scale, high-performance databases. And as a software development house, choosing a single, a unified data platform, I would imagine that gives you some economies of scale from project to project. Is that the case? You know, I think it. I think it's a an interesting question because it's it's not quite targeted. I think that when we take an approach to looking at our customers and their needs, we kind of make an assessment as you know, what does the project require? And listen, there's times where you know the right technology choice for whatever reason is is to go with an alternate platform, whether that be mm -hmm. you know SQL or whatever. But when we do have a project, we feel that you know this is the right technology choice. And, and let's be real, in a lot of modern development, you know, the ability to rapidly adapt with a NoSQL database is really what makes it a complete differentiator, right? The ability to say, I need to add a new field and I can just chuck it into my object whenever I want. And I don't have to worry about all the existing objects in the database because I don't have to change schemas or anything like that. You know, that flexibility can allow us to respond quickly and adapt quickly to the market changes. So if we have a retail customer, you know, they all of a sudden, hey, we need to throw up this new feature to make this new sale or go to market with this new capability. You know, the ability to quickly adapt and, and, and drive forward can often be a, a major driving force that allows our development to be just accelerated. And mm. that kind of quickened pace in the development lifecycle is really what allows us to to kind of uh, differentiate ourselves from our from our competitors because you know those who are still building kind of these very stead platforms or kind of very established platforms that are built on let's say you know older technology not just in the perspective you know compared to atlas db but also compared to modern infrastructure server based serverless you know kind of you know cloud based technology etc so it's really that that ability to be adaptive that really matters and mm. so when you talk about you know, economy of scale, <laughs> adaptivity is relative to the customer. And so economy of scale is really dependent on when you talk about within the specific domain of a specific product, you know, and the kind of adaptivity that you need to deal with, you know, people who want to go buy the latest pair of, you know, shoes is, is very different than the kind of economy of scale that you need when you're talking about, okay, we need to go deal with, you know, children with special needs and how do we adapt to them? It's just a very different approach. Yeah. And so from a personal perspective, Ben, you're the chief technology officer for Cambium. And I'm curious how you made that transition. You know, I did some research. I was looking at your background. You spent most of your career as an engineer and a developer. How did you make that leap to becoming someone who's responsible for technology for, for a software development house? Well, that's a, you know, I have a really, a little bit of an interesting story. I started development 
you know, 30 years ago when I was 10 years old and just my, my father decided, hey, what was this computer thing that maybe I would like? And uh, as, I, as I slowly took some courses, uh, summer courses in, in a university to learn how to program, and, and by the time I was out of high school, and, you know, even in my early years of college, I was already teaching computer science. And, and it wasn't very long before, you know, I was done with my education and I went into the business as a software developer and, of course, started as a software development. And having so much experience behind me, as, uh, even as a junior developer, led me to kind of move up the ranks. And I, I, was, I worked for Accenture which is a, a, you know, a global company that many people may have heard of. And I worked for their software for life insurance and annuities platform. Mm-hmm. And there I was a developer and became a technical lead and eventually moved into basically the head of research and development. And then, you know, kind of the assistant head of research development as we grew uh, even larger and where I did a lot of, you know, high level, you know, software development and also managed large teams. And then, you know, I, I really came to a juncture in my life and I was, I was really looking for, for a little bit of a change and I wanted to, you know, work with people a little bit more face-to-face and, and have an opportunity to kind of work within my country that I lived in to work in Israel as opposed to just working over the phone. And so I found this small company, high-tech company, you know, down the street from my house in Yerucham of all places, you know, here in the Negev desert, what, what kind of high-tech company could be there? And so I sat down and I met with David and I was very impressed. I, I was truly surprised that this small, at the time, 30-person company, you know, had such impressive clients and an impressive uh, resume. And I said, you know what, let's, this, this is a place where I think I want to be. And I was really drawn to the, 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 the home environment. And I came to, I came to Cambium and we've had from there on just explosive growth. So even only two years ago, we were around 30 employees. Now we're close to 90. Um, mm. And we've taken on bigger and ba- bigger and better projects, you know, more interesting technology uh, projects where we deal with the kind of scale of, of systems that have to deal with 236,000 requests per second. And just all of the experience that I'd gathered over the years and managing people and kind of was first came in as a technical lead and then managed a team. And then as we got large enough to finally have a CTO position, it was... Uh, you know, the, the pinnacle of my career to finally make it here. And, and that's how I arrived. That's a great story. I love that. And congratulations on the success of, well, not only uh, your own career, but the success of Cambium. So I understand there's some some interesting things happening from the product perspective at Cambium. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the latest developments? Uh, we have lots of different projects going on. And as our customers come and tell us what are their challenges and their obstacles to further growth? You know, it's we come and sit down with our with our clients and our customers and say, okay, how can we engineer a solution that meets your needs? How can we revolutionize your business? How can we take it to the next level? And that often involves taking the customer by the hand and saying, hey, listen, you're used to the old world, you know, on-premises server, you know, self-installed database, whatever it might be, and then explaining, no, the world is the cloud. And um, here in Cambium, we have a very large number of people who are AWS certified. I just passed the AWS certification test myself. And we have a, 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 we're kind of an AWS partner with our retail platform. And you know, we basically take our hands with the customer. We work with other clouds too. We work with Azure a lot and we work with GCP. But you know, we'll take our customers by the hand and say, okay, here's how we're going to take you forward into, into the new world. And so this is what a cloud is. This is, you know, <laughs> this is how modern architectures work. And you know, we ditch the servers and start going with serverless, container-based, lambda-based, function-based, whatever it might be to meet the needs of the customer. And we start driving them towards the concept of managed services, right? And whether that's you know, a managed proxy like you know, CloudFront or you know, for AWS or Azure Front Door, or whether that's a managed database like Atlas, and saying you know the days of installing your own database are over. We don't we don't do that anymore. You know, it, it's time mm-hmm. to put that aside and 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 understand that there are 
they're going to do it better than you ever will, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and, and let them rely on the platform to take care of the heavy lifting. And then we can do the development in the end, you know, we can deliver a better product in a better timeline for a better cost and meet the client's needs to get them to the next level. And how has it changed the operating model at Cambium for your clients? You know, for a lot of our customers, I think the operating model is, there's always that question when you're a client, you know, do you go in-house or do you find, you know, do you, do you find someone else to do it for you? And for a lot of our customers that are on the smaller side, the option to go in-house was never, never a solution. And so they come to us and they say, hey, listen, we're, we're looking for someone to help meet this need. And whether that's building an application that's going to sit in a car or whether that's building, you know, a server-side application that's going to manage a portfolio of uh, of transport vehicles, or whether that's going to be an e-commerce site that powers, you know, the largest retailers here in Israel, the solutions that our customers sometimes look for is really about how can they reduce costs, how can they reduce development times, and how can they drive their business forward, mm. and. It's really a plain, I want to say almost like a planar shift. You know, it's, it's, it's not just about, you know, how do we change our operating model, but it is how do we create a partnership? And the goal mm -hmm. of, you know, Cambium is not to just sit and say, here's your project. Thanks. Have a, have a nice time. But it's, we're, we're partners. We become the client's partner and the client understands that we're in this together. You know, their success is our success and our success is their success. And the purpose of the project is not to just create value for the customer, but to create value for our relationship. And so that when it comes to the next great feature or the next great thing or the next great project, that's how we, you know, we work with Fox and we started with one project, Dreamtime, and then it became, you know, Foot Locker and then it became, you know, uh, Leilene and then Shilav and then eventually DreamSport. And because we're constantly building value with our customers, constantly working with them to deliver them their needs, constantly making sure that they have someone who stands behind them and says, hey, listen, we're here. We're here to take, you know, give you the service. We're here to be your team, to be your partners, to be the people who help bring you forward. And when you get that kind of relationship with a customer, it drastically changes their operating model because they don't look at you as a vendor. They look at you as a teammate. And partner. that look is what kind of helps drive us forward together. Yeah. It's a partnership. Yeah. I love that. And that's a really great attitude to have. And I think it's, um, I think it's relatively unique. Um, so, here we are. We have this great partnership between Cambium and MongoDB, and you're you're doing great things. What's next for Cambium? Do you foresee continuing along the lines of you know doing projects for your customers, helping them achieve success, or are there projects that maybe you are going to build for a SaaS model? Will Cambium ever offer a SaaS based solution? So first of all, we already do offer a SaaS-based solution. Our, our e-commerce platform is effectively a SaaS model. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is something that, you know, we're, we're already in that space. I think that when you talk about the SaaS space is how mature you are, you know, again, it, it depends on exactly, you know, I wouldn't say that we're ready to do SaaS provisioning the same way that, you know, customers like, you know, some of the larger SaaS provisioners are out there. But in terms of the overall SaaS model, we're certainly driving in that direction. But I think that it, it's also dependent on the needs of the customers and the needs of the market. We're, we're much more of, I want to say, a, a partnership in services and delivery than we are of a product-based company. You know, so we, we do have products. We have, we've had products in the past as well. We had a COVID defense product that we used for health declarations during, you know, during that really awkward period of everyone's life. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we've certainly had products model and, and pushed those products forward. And in, with part, in particular with our e-commerce platform, we're working with AWS's Restack program, you know, and a technology partner to become, you know, be able to deliver this as a, an off-the-shelf product on the AWS marketplace. But for most of our clients, 
you know, we're really looking at meeting their needs and whether that's delivering, you know, applications for, for mobile development or for, for mobile devices or whatever it may be, you know, we kind of look towards meeting the needs of our customers. And that's how we've managed to have long running relationships with our customers. So mm. we have a you know, relatively high retention rate amongst large customers. Uh, we've been working for many years with some of the large, you know, with, with uh, Sport 5, which is one of the, the major TV channels here in Israel. Um, we have a long running relationship with ICL, which is uh, one of the largest companies here in Israel. And, you know, these are kind of the, you know, our aim is I want to say, not more to be a SaaS-based company, but but really to kind of be a partner for our companies and to really deliver on the promise of of having people that you know stand beside our, our customers and help bring them to the next level. So you mentioned Atlas. Atlas is you know obviously our database as a service. Are there other features that you're using from the Atlas uh, developer data platform? Oh yeah, for sure. Atlas Search is the best. It's awesome. Oh, fantastic! I I wasn't aware you were using Atlas Search. Oh yeah, we're full full in. Full in on okay. uh, on on Atlas Search, it has saved us in so many ways. You know, for our retail sites where we have you know these massive product catalogs, and you know customers are you know the the end customers, the end users, you know the people who use the website are looking to find the things that they're looking for, whether it's a, a pacifier for their kid at two in the morning or you know mm-hmm. whatever it might be. You know, search is essential, and you know before before we really had Atlas Search available to us, we were kind of jerry rigging all these many complicated uh, complicated solutions around Elasticsearch. You know, in Hebrew, search is, is complicated because in the Hebrew language, there are many words that when you conjugate them, they don't even match in the same letters. So for example, you know, for when you're looking for women's clothing, well, in Hebrew, uh, a giveret or nashim, one is the plural and the other is the singular, but they don't have a single letter that matches between. Basically, you don't have a single letter that matches between them. And so, you know, search can be kind of complicated. And so we were looking for all many different kinds of options to kind of make that work. Um, and we had an Elasticsearch program and we were looking to a custom provider for, for natural language processing. And, and it was just very, very clunky. And, you know, then we, you know, we said, what, what if we just switch to Atlas Search? And we, I think it took us like three days and we had search working and it was I think wow. 10 times faster, 17 times faster, some ridiculous number I can't even imagine. And it was and 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 it had forget just the fact that it worked cuz you know the, the the concept that something just works is really amazing, but <laughs> there were so many features inside it that were were just total value adds, the ability to have fuzzy searches. You have a typo, mm-hmm. no one cares. It just goes along <laughs> for the ride and you get all that stuff. I mean, just just the the delivery and the promise of how fast it took us to execute. I think we turned over five retail sites in the span of like a month when you count all the testing and everything else that went in. And then we had customers that were now searching and you know it just brought brought the hit levels down on the sites because you know the searches were so much more efficient that people mm. were more easily able to find what they were looking for and it was it was just a big win from top to bottom. Yeah. One of the, you know, the key features of, of Atlas that we're really that we've been really excited about. And then when the latest platform of Mongo came of uh, Mongo came out and you know they they expanded the search features so now you have multi-collection uh, indexing and it's mm-hmm. it's just it, it's a real big a uh, real big deal. Yeah. I'm curious why is search so valuable in the retail space? I mean it it's just I, I mean it lends itself to the catalog and and the catalog I guess use case I mean, it, it fits so perfectly with MongoDB because of the extensibility, the polymorphism. But but when it comes to search, it just seems like a, a, a natural fit. Literally every e-commerce play just demands a, a really good search engine. Yeah, and and it's 
it is a hundred percent essential. And when you look to kind of trying to provide a solution, you know, it, you know what Gordon Bell says: the best kind of the best kind of architecture, the best kind of infrastructure is is that which isn't there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the fact that it's just built right into the database, just having natural language, you know, just natural text free based search, free text based search, just mm-hmm. naturally tacked on, it's it's just huge. It just simplifies mm-hmm. everything to deliver on that promise. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when you compare to other managed databases, you know, that that have you know similar kind of text searches, it's it's the convenience, it's the ease of it being co-located, it's the ease of managing it. It's it's just it's just easy. And and yeah. like it goes back to what I was saying about kind of one of the reasons that how much we love to use Atlas is because it does all of that heavy lifting and it's just get that out of the way and then you know focus on you know meeting the business needs of your client. So I wanna give you some time to talk a little bit about how customers can find you. How, how can your potential customers learn more about Cambium and the things that you do? Well, we're, we have a website, cambium.co.il, and you're certainly welcome to find us, Cambium Applicable Innovation, on Facebook and LinkedIn. And we would certainly love to hear from you. We're always excited to hear what people are doing. And you know, if you're interested in possibly uh, hanging out with a bunch of really exciting, warm, and friendly, smart people who like creating innovation every day, we'd love to have you come take a look. So, so much good stuff in the conversation. I want to thank you for the kind words around search. That's really uh, helpful for folks out there looking for a solution to, to search. Uh, what else is on the roadmap for Cambium? So we have a lot of things in the pipe. We have uh, two particularly large projects. One is a, an IoT solution for a very large Israeli provider of uh, water services. And they're looking for a major IoT implementation. Actually, they're, they're going to be doing that uh, uh, where we're hoping to, you know, get that uh, pipeline resolved pretty quickly, and you know, if 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 all goes well, we'll probably have that on Atlas too. We have a, a really interesting research project associated with one of the Israeli HMOs, uh, health managed organizations here, around kind of being able to to do trial runs of, of of working with sample health data that's not real health data, but to give third party providers the ability to kind of understand what the data might look like even though even if it's you know not real data but to mm-hmm. be able to learn what it like to process it and kind of be able to provision these environments that would allow them to do all this research and that's probably you know if we're if, if things go right also going to be in atlas and we other has a bunch of other projects too associated with kind of our many of our existing customers are now doing things like digital wallets and, and a bunch of other interesting projects that are down the pipeline and so you know we're always looking to keep things real i have you know we, we do a lot in streaming video space you know, this is, I think, the third or fourth project that I've worked in streaming video over just the past year. And so we have all of those projects that, you know, continue to come to the pipeline as, as you know, the Israeli market continues to, to look for streaming video solutions. And, uh, you know, who knows what will happen? We're, we're coming into the holiday season here in Israel, and I'm sure that the market will begin to pick up after that, you know, next after another month and the holiday season begins to, to settle in. What a fascinating role you've got at a company that is so varied. I'm curious how you stay up on on current technology. What what do you read and and who are you listening to? Well, okay, so uh, you know, I, I think my go to resource on a daily basis is InfoQ. They just have a really good news service where they kind of like summarize a lot of things. And then, of course, you know, any good CTO is going to be following up on the major you know blog providers by AWS, the AWS Dev Blog, the Azure Blog, Mongo's Blog, and and, and all the various. I you know I, I follow uh, I follow Marcus. He's he's great, you know Marcus Egan, who who I think is the head behind Atlas Search. He's he's just been great every time I've had a chance to interact with him, and I met with him recently when he was in Israel last time, and that was just, that was just fabulous. And basically trying to keep on track of uh, you know a lot of the changes. You know I'm I'm a, a little bit of a Java nut, and so you know the serverside.com and trying to keep track of all the various different changes to the JDK over the years. And you know I, I remember. Uh, 
recently having an opportunity to go through the Tau of Node.js with, with some of the people on my development team. And, and so there's a lot of resources out there, you know, a lot of places to keep up to date. But I think the most important thing is, is to really talk to people. You know, there, there are mm. experts everywhere. And I think that one of the things that I've learned as a CTO is that I learn more from the developers who work for me than I think from anybody else. You know, when you have a really, a really warm environment and a good, you know, where everybody feels at home and everybody can kind of communicate and share and everybody feels like they have something to donate, the amount of, of knowledge that people bring with them from their own experience is just, it's, it's fathomless. And you could really, that's really where you learn the most. Yeah, I, I love that. So is Cambium hiring? Yes, we are. And uh, we have numerous positions to fill. Junior, senior, QA, architects, pretty much everything <laughs> for any one of the many projects in our pipeline. And uh, if you feel like you're up to the task, we'd love to hear from you. Great. So I'll include links in the show notes uh, to Cambium's resources there. So check the show notes for more information there. Ben, thank you so much for spending time with me. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up? You know, having uh, been in the technology space for 30-something years now, whether it was, you know, being a teenager writing on video games to writing massive uh, system architectures in the cloud, you know, I think the thing that is really important is that you never you never lose sight of the passion that brought you here in the first place. If you bring the passion and you know you, you know you you can really apply and 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 meet with people and share that energy and just bring the people up around you, you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish. Thanks once again for your time. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. That was a really great conversation with Ben and Mike, and we do hope you enjoyed it. It's great to get insights as to how they introduce MongoDB to their clients and projects and the various ways that MongoDB helped them deliver on their process. Do check out the show notes for more information. Have you heard of MongoDB.local events? What is a .local? A .local event is a day filled with educational breakout sessions, an announcement-packed keynote presentation, customer stories, free one-on-one Ask the Experts consulting sessions, networking opportunities, and much more. In October, November, and December, we are running .local events in San Francisco, Dallas, London, and Toronto. And you can find out more at mongodb.com forward slash events. And the best part of all, mongodb.locals are free to attend. Thanks as always for listening. And if you did enjoy this episode and haven't done so already, please do leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It really does help us a lot, and we appreciate it. So from me, Shane McAllister, until next time, do take care, and thanks for listening.